you're listening to Gaze Gaze, in which we're gay and we gaze into media that's by, for, and about ladies who love ladies. And sometimes we talk about other stuff. I'm Erin, and I'm a crow. How did you not know that? <laughs> and I'm Erin, and I'm a bald eagle. Are you scared? <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we are for what... I almost said, what do you what do you do in the shadows? <laughs> yep, that's ah! it. Um, we're here for what keeps you alive, the movie that I can never remember the title of. <laughs> it, oh my god, legitimately so hard to remember. I do not know what it is about it, but there is something about this title that just I, it won't stick in my brain. Like I was googling, like what's eating you. I, I can't. I can't even remember some of the other ones now. Yeah, no. I. Why I mean, did you just, do this? What's another? Uh, one? <laughs> Very oh my god, that's right. that's me at the director. <laughs> Why did you, did do, you this? do this? <laughs> oh no! Oh god! If we, do you hear the jingle jangle in the background? <laughs> Only a little bit. I, I uh, my today at the vet, I I learned that my cat gained uh, four ounces after already being like somewhat overweight, and so I I gave him a bobble toy to eat his dry food out of so just so that he will like amuse himself and like eat a little bit slower but now he is using it which great but <laughs> not not the best time oh he's he's decided to stop are you done yeah he's done he's jumping okay off. good job pepperoni all right i'm glad just, that to know that works i'm pepperoni I'm, just decided that it's kibble time <laughs> crunch 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 i'm really mm-hmm. excited to hear the like jostling of that toy in the middle of the night (laughs) (laughs) 3 (laughs) a.m jingle 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 (laughs) jingle jingle wow it's part two of our three-part horror series i know halloween this was like the one true like genuine horror movie that we picked yeah well i jennifer's bottom (laughs) (laughs) what is a horror movie I it's not scary though. Not I don't think it's scary in the slightest. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say this was scary. I wouldn't say that this was scary, but I would say that this was trying to be scary. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I would say that it was tense. That I, definitely with this movie, there were a lot of moments where I was very engaged, and I think that that's a pro. But we can get into that after yeah. we go over the summary and talk about why this movie was made and all of that. What? Oh my god, why? <laughs> Why was this movie made is such a good thing. Um, Yeah, before we get into it, we have content warnings for uh, domestic violence, gaslighting, and then also blood and uh, medical gore, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then also, uh, before we start, I want to mention, I I think mostly me, I'm going to get into, like, my opinions on the domestic survivor in this movie and, Mm -hmm. like, her depiction. And I feel like potentially like it could sound like kind of victim blamey and so just like before we even start i just want to know that like any of my opinions said are are not about real people it is about this the director slash writers writing and and does not apply to real life situations or to real life survivors like just so you know yeah Ooh, are you ready for a summary i am ready I'm going to stumble through this summary like you're chasing me through the woods trying to kill me for insurance money. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Wives Jackie and Jules are celebrating their one-year anniversary at a remote cabin in the middle of the woods. Their first night there, Jules learns from Jackie's childhood friend slash across-the-lake neighbor that Jackie's name used to be Megan. 
Jules isn't content with Jackie's explanation mm-hmm. of just not liking her birth name and goes to snoop at the neighbors the next day. There she learns that Jackie's other childhood friend drowned and that Jackie was the suspected killer. Uh, she confronts Jackie about this information during a walk in the woods the next day, where Jackie breaks down and says that she never talked about it because it was so traumatizing. Jules comforts Jackie, and then minutes later, Jackie pushes her off a cliff. Jackie returns home to practice her fake, tearful 911 phone call. But when she returns to where Jules fell, she discovers the body is missing. Jules is alive and has crawled away to hide. Jackie goes out searching for her, calling out mournfully and begging for her forgiveness. Jules happens to catch a moment where Jackie breaks her facade, however, and stays hidden uh, into the night. When Jackie becomes sick of looking for her, she turns to threats, telling Jules that she will find her and kill her. Jules wakes up in the woods the next day and makes her way back to the house where she treats her wounds. She then attempts to row across the lake to her the neighbors. Jackie sees her and catches up with her in the middle of the lake, but the neighbors see them arguing. Jules asks the neighbor to come to dinner that night in an attempt to save herself. Jules is cleaned up for the guests and is told if she tries to tell them anything about the murder plot, Jackie will gut them. She also tells Jules that she's killing her for the insurance money, and that was her intention all along. She never loved her. At dinner, Jules tries to discreetly tell the neighbor about what's going on, but Jackie notices and kills the neighbor couple. She then dismembers their bodies while Jules watches. The next day, Jackie drives Jules back to the same cliff where she pushed her off before, but on the way there, Jules stabs her in the neck with an insulin shot. Jackie then chases Jules into the woods, but passes out, and Jules makes her way back to the car. For whatever reason, Jules has a change of heart, and instead of escaping, returns to their home and bases Jackie there by blasting their song out the windows. Jackie and Jules have one more fight, with Jackie winning. Uh, She then throws Jules' unconscious body off the same cliff. Confident that Jules is now dead, she calls the police. Jackie, who is diabetic, returns home and takes a victorious shot of insulin, but something doesn't feel right. She then discovers in a video message that prior to their confrontation, Jules had replaced her insulin with hydrogen peroxide. She rushes back into the woods where she has a stroke. In the last shot of the movie, we hear Jules breathe. And that's about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot that happens. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Also, like, read the stroke um, in the video message. Jules explains that, like, if you get hydrogen peroxide injected into your veins, you'll have a stroke because it creates, like, air bubbles. Yeah. Oh, Um, oh, yeah. yeah, Specifically, blood clots clots that will travel to your brain. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> and it's in reference maybe once or twice earlier in the film that Jules has some interest in medicine in like a couple of interactions. Yeah, yeah, you're is, right. Like, it is. Why didn't you just become a doctor? So it's inferred that she knew this just because she like has an interest in medicine. Yeah. And also they show Jackie like getting her insulin shot like at least a couple times in the movie. One thing I will say, as far as the strength of this film, is that they do do quite a lot of expositional work, which is kind of interesting to follow, you know, where it's like you can kind of see, like, hints at what might happen next. And this, in some instances, makes the movie very, very predictable. (laughs) And in other instances, it's it's just kind of interesting how it plays out. So I think that with with insulin, I think that's one thing that's exposed well early on in the film. Yeah, I think 
the the bar's low though. It's like <laughs> you know, they they showed the gun and then the gun was fired. Um but that's kind of like the first page of screenwriting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um yeah. though i will admit like the the kill via insulin was actually like kind of interesting yeah i i Unexpected. will agree with you yeah yeah as uh aaron and i we, we co-watched this movie and there were many moments where aaron was like asking about like i wonder about her parents and then literally jackie was like <laughs> about my parents <laughs> and then, I, my favorite part where i was like hmm, i wonder how many wives she's killed before jules. Yeah, yeah. and then jules opens a box full of lockets yeah with all the <laughs> like different like, yeah that she had killed like maybe 10 wives before she had killed jules it looked more like six or something but okay still. six or seven okay at yeah least, at least five there were definitely Man, yeah, more than yeah. five lockets in that box it was just kind of funny because like, so funny. It, there were definitely very subtle things that I wasn't even noticing were expositional until like I asked that question of like what if blah 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 and then literally one second later yeah. <laughs> um man this um, movie Erin did you know that I've become um a, a somewhat active user of the website letterboxd I did actually um it, in quarantine specifically um I thought it would be fun to try to figure out all of the movies that I'd ever seen in my life <laughs> um I was able to recall over 500 so I would say that's pretty good I know that there's still more I'm missing but uh, letterboxd Letterbox is just kind of an interesting site because, like, you know, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, that's where I think all of the, like, very normal film reviewers go. <laughs> and then all, like, the weird people go to Letterbox to leave their reviews. And so, like, reading Letterbox reviews is such a treat sometimes. It's true. It's true. Um, specifically, the Letterbox reviews for this film I found somewhat hopeful in Ooh. understanding some of the shit that was going on. So good. It's such a treat to after we finished that movie and we're like we were like wow that was a movie and then you were like guess what i have for you <laughs> and read me some letterbox <laughs> reviews it was so good <laughs> i know um but i'm just gonna go through a couple of the ones that i found to be like helpful in in comprehending this movie by the mm-hmm. way um I just want to say up front that I would not recommend this movie to anyone. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, me neither. Um, at the same time, I, I don't think it's always super exciting to hear people talk about horror movies because it's like the joy of a horror movie is watching it yourself, right? And feeling like the mm-hmm. rush of it. I I just feel like addressing that it's just kind of awkward to talk about a horror movie in a podcast. Oh, I like, uh, as somebody who doesn't like watching horror movies, I actually like hearing people in podcasts or movie reviews talk about them. Uh, because because you don't it means that I, I get all the content without any of the suspense. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> this review's for people like me. I'm going to enjoy this episode a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to listen back to this one. Hi, Erin. How's it going? Oh, <laughs> you having a good day? You at work? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Yeah, about to take a nap. Did you eat something good today? <laughs> stop stop playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Start I'm kidding, I'm playing kidding. Minecraft. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Um, okay, letterbox reviews that were helpful for me. So first, uh, a review that just said, this movie overstayed its welcome like three times. Yep, which very, very real. I think it was like about in the dead center of the movie that I, I think I said like, I was like, I can't, I can't believe it's still going. 
<laughs> yeah, I no, I remember both of us were like, oh, wait, we're only halfway through. The thing, I think that why it feels like this film has overstayed its welcome is because there's like, it, okay, so sometimes early on in a movie, something very dramatic happens, and then that sh- changes the shift in, in the whole narrative for the rest of the film. And then you can move past the big issue. So when, when Jules is first pushed off the cliff, it kind of seems like, oh, the rest of the movie will be about Jackie, you know, getting the insurance money and like doing fuck all. And honestly, I yeah. feel like that might have been more interesting to watch than what yeah. actually happened, which is just that like more and more and more like just trauma watching honestly right. <laughs> which is yeah, not it's fun just, for me yeah it's, it's just Jules is, it, like attempting to escape and not really escaping yeah yeah I think this if this movie was like a short film maybe it would have worked better or something or I think what what this movie like really needed though was just a, a really big script doctor yeah honestly end the movie the second that Jules gets pushed off the cliff that was like at the 20 minute mark end it right there no I disagree short with that. film end it right there no that would have been a terrible short film I would have been like this short film fucking sucks I would have thought that it was like artsy and weird but not terrible because I've seen some very bad short films in my day okay that's fair um, um yeah I think <laughs> the Sorry, we got to continue with these letterbox reviews, and then I'll I'll get back to pushing her off the cliff. Um, the next one is uh, their one happy memory was just doing bird noises in each other's faces. Why did Jules <laughs> think that this relationship would work? Oh my god! Yeah, this was that yeah. was legitimately so funny. <laughs> it's so that's the one thing that, that is honestly so funny to me that it was like there's these constant flashbacks throughout the film of like Jules mm-hmm. and Jackie happy together as a couple before it was revealed that um jackie was a murderer however every single clip is exactly the same clip of the two of them going at one another which is so funny (laughs) yeah um i (laughs) yeah you would think that they would have like okay here's like a shot of them like you know, when they first met and like, oh, here's like them like being together in like one situation. Here's them cuddling. <laughs> here's them making the bird noises. Nope. Just the bird noises. It's just referenced noises. like at least There's... three times. I know. It, it's more. I swear it's more than that. <laughs> it might be more than that. Oh. I, it's oh. also just I feel like it comes up at confusing times, too. Like mm-hmm. when when Jules is driving away from like after escaping um, from Jackie and getting into the car, like she's thinking about the bird noises and it's, and then it's like, okay, is she like going to have a change of heart and like go back to save her? But then she's like, no, I want to fight her. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> but why? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what about like, just like you could have had that, but then adding the bird memory makes it more confusing. I'm Yeah. <laughs> literally it would have been fine without the bird memory (laughs) oh my god yeah Um, before before watching this movie we watched um miley cyrus's mother's daughter music video (laughs) which elicited exactly the same emotion that watching this movie did honestly just watch that music video (laughs) i 
it's I like that music video has a lot of uh, like strong women imagery, but like but then the song is like talking about like getting some, but then like literally showing you a picture of like a child like a in child that in, moment like, a and superhero so- costume, but right. then the lyrics are and like which- I'm gonna go get me some. Yeah, like, it's like Miley Cyrus. So did um, you did you think about this? I don't. I- think that she thought about it <laughs> i think i think somebody made a mood board of like empowered women things and then they were like great and then they didn't think about it past that <laughs> yeah um anyway yeah finally this last like letterbox review was the one that i think that like like watching this film i was like there's something off about it i was like mm, what is mm-hmm. it that i like am not putting together about like what is annoying me here <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I think that this review from the lovely letterbox user Yosb or Yasb like clarified a lot of it for me. And so this mm-hmm. is what the review opened with. Not to speak on behalf of the queer identity, but <laughs> in the first 15 <laughs> minutes, I realized no lesbian woman had been consulted in the making of this movie because what gay would ever be mad that one, their partner changed their name, two, suppressed a traumatic childhood event, three, had weird bonding rituals with their opposite gender parent, and four, wore that much plaid. (laughs) This certainly feels like you could swap the main couple out for a heterosexual one, but somehow a lesbian couple feels, quote, cooler, sexier, unpredictable, unquote, to a certain type of viewer who can Mm -hmm. then proceed to ignore what a heterosexual couple would make latent that this is a weird torture porn about domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which takes us into talking about the production of this film, too. Oh, my God. We got to get into it. I know. So this, <laughs> I just realized, this film was made by Colin Minihan. I just now realized that um the uh, our Evernote document autocorrected it to Colin Minivan. So yeah, that's, right. <laughs> um, that's not correct. It is Colin Minihan. Um, and he wrote this uh, intending it to be a, a movie about a man who kills many of his wives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was inspired by the fact that he had been dating Brittany Allen, who plays Jules in this movie, and they'd been dating for six years. And sometimes they just wanted to kill each other, he said. So he decided to write it as like a fantasy to get that out of his system. And she was always going to play Jules and was always going to get killed. <laughs> Which, I mean, is like so bad i think if it, it would be like one thing if you were like haha like me and my wife always want to kill each other like i'm casting her as jackie but like jules is so disempowered for this entire movie like like wow i know what the and fuck he said that in the very very early conception stages it was gonna be about um the two of them that are like they both get to the house and then they're both trying to kill one another but they didn't know it which would be an incredibly interesting great. movie. That oh would be God. really fun to watch. That would be really good. Like is it like a campy like horror movie? That yeah. would be really fun. Uh-huh. Like a like a couple both of them have separate murder plans to kill their spouse. That yeah, would be and it's just very like, fun to watch. <laughs> like Rube Goldberg machines like where they're just like not working out at the last yeah. moment. 
That would be so funny. <laughs> it would be very funny. Um, I'm thinking like a mouse trap meets Mr. Yeah, and Mrs. Exactly. Smith situation. <gasps> yeah, almost. exactly, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be very fun. But mm-hmm. uh, that that like idea apparently only lasted in his head for like a minute, and he because then he started learning and reading about these men who had gotten away with killing like many of their wives to get the insurance money, and he started watching a bunch of true crime documentaries, as he has said in an interview. And um, it was from that that he was like, oh, I'm going to make a movie uh, in which, like, my wife just gets killed. (laughs) Great. Which is really fucked up. Honestly, um, I think that it's just incredibly thoughtless. Like, (laughs) just, like, put whatever interests me on the paper, not think about why it interests me, not think about anything. Let's just make a movie. Yeah, especially with your significant other. (laughs) Yeah. Very I mean, I'm sure she was, I, I would hope that she was, like, consulted on this and, like, felt, like, on board of, like whatever like i'm excited to play this role but like damn honestly in the interview it was a video interview that i watched it made me pretty uncomfortable to watch honestly she oh, was really? like she was like this whole process was incredibly uncomfortable for me and he pushed me in ways that Whoa. like i wasn't comfortable <gasps> with but i think fuck? that i always grow from being in uncomfortable situations jesus christ and i was like i hate this <laughs> like literally that's everything about so this. Like, bad <laughs> that's so bad yeah so anyway, you could watch that interview if you want to. Literally, it's like the only one that exists. Um, oh I can link God. it out on our wow, Twitter. Wow, the, the so. fucking real depiction of domestic violence was the one we made along the way. I know. So this movie was initially going to be about a man killing his wife. They cast an actor to play Jackie. And mm-hmm. then at the last, very last second, he dropped out. Literally two weeks before filming. Yep. And um, it was at that point that Colin Minihan was like, hmm, wouldn't it be like more groundbreaking if I cast a woman as Jackie instead of a guy? So literally what he said was that he wanted to make a, quote, iconic psychopath female serial killer. Unquote. So I think that literally he got it in his head like, I'm going to make the next Leatherface. He's going to be a hot lady. Wow. Um, Michael Myers. Leather you didn't face. do it. Like, Jackie. <laughs> it was <laughs> Jackie All the right slashers. up there with us. <laughs> Jackie, there she is. She, oh, you know, she's Freddy, wearing Jason, jeans. I don't even Jackie. remember what she was wearing. She's wearing a flannel. A plaid She's flannel. wearing a flannel and jeans. <laughs> and a cami. And she'll push you off a cliff. Jeans. Yes, this Very is Very iconic. Um, and she's, so, she's good with a knife. So regarding the character of Jules, um, mm. who Brittany Allen plays... Um, she said that uh, when they decided to make Jackie a woman, um, like impromptu, they decided to change Jules as well. Because it, I guess initially Jules was supposed to be even more disempowered in the film than she is. Um, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, uh, but how? specifically Brittany Allen said that she needed to challenge more strength than she thought that she would need to in the film. And particularly said that she needed to get in touch with her quote masculinity unquote which she had never <laughs> thought about before oh my god um so literally it was like a, like two weeks before filming all of a sudden we have to get <laughs> we have to cast a woman now and all of a sudden we have to make the, all these changes to jewels and uh why not just make her butch for fun is what they were thinking yeah <laughs> god um, yeah Here's my personal opinion. I think that if this movie had been made with a male lead instead of a female lead, 
it would have been dragged, ridiculed. It would have gotten terrible reviews. It would have become mm-hmm. like this iconic, like bad movie, I think. And not iconic. Like it would have literally just faded into a Yeah, it would have no been would have completely forgotten. Nobody would ever talk about this movie because it sucks. <laughs> but because they didn't go that route and because they decided to do, quote, something new, unquote, it has gotten a lot of traction. Um, and yeah. it's not doing anything new other than that. They were just like bullshitting their way through <laughs> doing all of this. Yeah. So I was I was surprised how good the reviews were on Rotten Tomatoes in the sense that I think they were like the audience score was like maybe like 60 percent and like the reviewer score was like 40 percent, which seems like way too high. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is not worth watching. I, I would not say it is. It's it's frustrating because I'm like lesbians. They they we can have bad horror movies, too. We have just like, like forgettable shit. But then the the way this was produced, obviously, like makes me really frustrated and angry. Right, right. Not a single lesbian was consulted in the making of this movie. Single. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Maybe this is a good <laughs> a good lead into that. We watched this uh, because our friend Hoops, uh, who I think we've mentioned on the podcast before. Um, uh, she texted us and she was like, what would you do if you found out that your wife had changed her name and, uh, and then she was singing a song about a demon to you uh, and she's really good with a knife and she's killed a bear? And <laughs> and I was like, I gotta support my wife. That doesn't seem weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, it just, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I mean, I do think that it, it harkens back to, like, if lesbians had been consulted, this movie would look a lot different because there's yeah. literally no way in hell that, like, um, if you were, like, a lesbian writing this, you would go, oh, like, she would see all of this and she would just support her wife. <laughs> like, she yeah. Would she would not be concerned at all. Oh, my God. Seriously. Yeah. It's just, maybe that can be a lead into, um, I think one of the ways that this movie just really fails is that it, it was, like, intentionally made to be about domestic violence, um, mm-hmm. but I, I think that, like, more characterization of the relationship or just, like, kind of more ebb and flow in, in mm-hmm. their interactions, like, would have made it more realistic and engaging in that way from my perspective, because basically it's like they have a perfect relationship. Jules thinks nothing is wrong. Um, and like their only real problem seems to be like, okay, they don't really know each other that well. But like, okay, whatever. You've been married for a year. So that's just kind of like strange within itself. Right. Um, but then like once Jackie like pushes her off the cliff, it's just like a complete switch of like, okay, now she's just completely abusive. There's no kind of attempt to rekindle or like have a honeymoon period or, like, for Jackie to, like, attempt to, like, placate Jules right. or even blame her for, like, like, look, I pushed you off the cliff because you asked me about that. Like, really, it was your fault. Like, you shouldn't have asked me about it or, like, stuff like that. Well, she did do some and, of that, yeah. Wait, she does? Yeah, particularly when um, she does it a few times. The one that I remember the most clearly is after she kills Sarah and her husband. Jackie or Jules, like, is like, you didn't have to kill them or something like that. And, um... Oh, Jackie she's like, you didn't, I didn't kill, I didn't them, kill you did. them, you're the one who did it. Yeah. yeah. And there are, there are a few other instances like that. I, I feel like she makes another, like, 
quip like that immediately uh, after finding Jules the first time, like on the boat. And then also, I think again, when she's cleaning her up in the bathroom later, but I can't remember the context for those. I just remember noticing them and being like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> Maybe, was one thought put into this movie? Yeah, um, that's why I, I guess, that's why okay. I wanted to give like a context warning for gaslighting specifically because of those instances where it's like evident that Jackie is trying to gaslight Jules into inaction. Is that ga- yeah? I guess that is gaslighting. It is gaslighting. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess, I yeah, I just, like, I don't know. I think this just, like, really could have used a script doctor, I think. Like, I, especially, like, the push off the cliff, it happens, like, 20 minutes into the movie. And it's, like, when that happened, I, I was surprised. And mm-hmm. I was, like, Jules is, like, trying to, like, escape Jackie, basically. And I'm, like, okay, the rest of this movie is going to be, like, running through the woods like gotta escape my wife i know that would have been more interesting yeah i thought that would have been interesting and then like the the moment where jackie breaks is like i was like cackling because i thought it was so funny and like just like so ridiculous she she's so it's at night at that point and so she's carrying a flashlight and she takes the flashlight and she puts it underneath (laughs) her chin like a child like telling a, a scary story and she's story. like i'm gonna fucking kill you i know these woods so well you're fucking dead <laughs> and i was like oh great this movie is like it's gonna be ridiculous and you know silly. prior to this yeah it, th- there were like some artsy scenes that i thought were like just like too much they were just they were artsy and like moody but kind of in a way that just kind of seemed a little bit ridiculous and i was like oh that ridiculousness was like intentional and like this is gonna yeah. get fun and then it didn't get fun it was just- i like okay i i want to piggyback off of this with another idea that i've been thinking about but haven't put to paper yet so sure it may come out just kind of weird so That's I, right. I don't want to compare um this movie to a masterpiece but i'm going to anyway <laughs> Have you oh, seen great. Have you seen Us by um Jordan Peele? Oh, no, but I was going to compare this movie to Get Out. Okay, by yeah. Jordan Peele. So, with Jordan Peele th- with Us, they go to like on a family vacation like to a cabin mm. in the woods where they have yeah. like like just one set of neighbors on like mm. in the area that they're in, just the one set of neighbors. And um then the whole movie is like this like mix of comedic and absolutely terrifying like horror where they're being chased and like you never know like if they're gonna get caught and killed it's an incredibly good movie would definitely recommend it um yeah the kind of horror movie that like kept me up at night a little bit thinking about it is good this movie uh reminded me of us a little bit in some of its failings because it's it's very easy watching this to be like oh well like this other movie did it so much better (laughs) But specifically when it comes to, like, its use of humor, I was thinking about that as well. Like, there's this entire... Uh, spoilers. Is that okay? Just a mini spoiler for, like, a uh, comedy moment for, in Us? For Us? Yeah, for, like, a comedy moment in Us. Yeah, I think so. Okay. There's this very dramatic scene um, in Us that's, like, a comedy horror moment where, like, the white neighbors are about to get killed by their doubles. And... Um, one of the the mom is just like Alexa call the police and then Alexa's just like I will now start playing fuck the police <laughs> and then just like they're getting like viciously murdered while the song fuck the police blasts it's so oh funny it's God. it's a beautiful moment it's a very good that uh, horror so... comedy 
And it's one of those things where I'm, like, watching the scene of her, like, in the woods with this flashlight. It's, like, you could have, like, gone whole hog and made this really fucking funny by putting in some sort of, like, irreverent lesbian joke that's, like, culturally and that's cultural and relevant. But instead, like, you just, like, do this, like, weird bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, isn't funny. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I was um, thinking of. So. Man. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. I can't believe you mentioned Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele's script doctor for this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. Please. uh, So when our friend Hoops was texting us about this movie and we were like, yeah, you know what? Change your name. Like, you can kill a bear. Like, whatever. That seems totally fine. I love my wife. Um, Then she was like, what if she had, like, a Rose from Get Out vibe? And (laughs) that was the moment where I was like, okay, well, no, that's a deal breaker. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Jackie is, like, trying to do, like, Rose from Get Out with... Like, once she, like, reveals herself to, like, not be the person that she is. Where she's just, like, very cold and very, like, I'm gonna kill you now. Like, no emotion. And, yeah, so I think that's what made me think of Get Out. Get Out's just a good movie, though. I still haven't seen it. Man, yeah, I know. I know, I really need to watch it. I say that every single time it comes up. I'm like, man, I gotta watch that movie. (laughs) I think that my my last thing regarding, like, the domestic violence depictions in this movie or whatever, I don't think that it's a a true, like, fully realistic depiction of what domestic violence looks like in real life. Because, like, how many serial wife murderers actually exist? Very few. (laughs) This is, like, the trope that they're going for. They're not going for, like, a normal instance of domestic violence so i would say that it's not a depiction of realistic domestic violence on jackie's end but it is a realistic a somewhat at least somewhat realistic depiction of victimization on jewel's end um yeah and specifically i read a lot of reviews that criticize this movie um for being quote-unquote stupid because jules does what jackie tells her to do in many instances and she doesn't really fight back against jackie but i don't think that that is stupid i don't think that it's that unrealistic i think it's more sad to watch than anything um yeah versus reading a lot of people's reactions were like being angry like i would never do that um fuck you you don't know what you would do in a situation like this it's so true it's so true like yeah that's my take <laughs> i think it's just like i again if the the cliff push hadn't happened like 20 minutes into the movie and they had mm-hmm. instead spent that like 20 minutes like developing the relationship and like kind of showing them together and Mm -hmm. like having like good moments and like maybe some bad moments too like i think it just it would have been so much more engaging and i think it would have really helped like round out like why jules seems to care about jackie at all (laughs) right right exactly but instead we have like no in there's there's so many whys in this movie it's like um like and none of them are ever going to be answered. Like, I think that you're supposed to take it as, like, this is this one moment that you're witnessing in time and you don't need to know the history of it. But that mm-hmm. fails massively because they try to oh, show yeah. us the history a million times and it's just, and it's the just two making women bird noises. Going, cock, cock. <laughs> cock, so that's cock. the failure. <laughs> so you didn't. It, it's so funny, too, because at the very start of the movie, I was like, wow, this is like already really good characterization. Come 15 yeah. minutes later, I'm like, wow, this characterization really sucks, actually. Well, like, they, wa- they like walk into the house and like jules is running around like really excited it's like such a cute character moment i know Um, and then they never do anything like that ever again you really could have like hyped up some like character traits of these women but instead literally the the character traits you get are jules is 
um, like a very like weak victim of her wife um, up until the very end, at which point she begins to fight back. And then Jackie yeah. is a cold hearted killer and they yeah. don't get any like defining traits other than that. Who and loves money. Jackie for some has reason? diabetes and yeah. loves money. And uh, Jules kind of could be a doctor, maybe, but yeah, you don't get like Jules anything could be like, a fun. doctor and Jackie's the one who's a better cook. Yeah. Um, even. Even when the neighbors come over and they literally just ask them how they met and, like, why they like each other. And it's the fucking blandest shit. Like, they don't say anything. They're like, it was love at first sight. And you know what? It always, it hasn't always been good, but just I've always known she's the one. And it's like, that's, that's the most, you fucking could have said anything. Relating to the boringness of this, too, um, yeah. I was talking with a friend about it after we watched it, and he said, um, insurance fraud is the most boring possible reason you could kill someone. <laughs> Couldn't the director come up with anything better than that? I'm also like... <laughs> Which is so oh true. God. It's like, literally, it's so I, I remember the, the exact moment where um, it was revealed that she was just doing it for insurance money. I was like, really? Yeah. Like, that's uh, Yeah. It? That sucks. That's so boring. Right. Also, she's killed, like, a lot of women. So, like, are you so just, like, not... Are you cashing out, like... I got, like, t- like a, <laughs> I got, like, $10,000 for killing my wife. I think that we're... And here's the other thing. All of the lockets were in that cabin. So yeah. she killed so all she's of coming them. Back she pushed there. all of them off that cliff. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. So she and... pushed like eight women off of a cliff and nobody caught on. Even if she's changing right. her name, that would yeah. be a little well, bit unusual. Okay, that's the other thing. She changed her name, but she's going back to the same place and that other like her child friendhood friend like knew it was her. Um, God, you know what would have made I just realized what would have made this movie scary. Oh sure. If they had like hinted to the fact that like, oh yeah, she's killed all these women and got away with it. What if you had just made Jackie a cop? That would have been terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, she's, scary. like, a police officer. There's also, if you're going to look to true crime stories, there are so many stories mm-hmm. of police officers abusing and murdering their spouses, right? And I, yep. I'm not, like, saying this is sensationalized. I'm saying it because it's true. Oh, it is um, just straight up fucking true. And, like, honestly, and can get away reported. with it because they're on the force. And or not this, 80%. I'm sorry, 40%. This <laughs> would have made this movie scarier for me. Yeah. 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 Maybe that would have made it too real. I I prefer script doctor go in the get out direction and make it ridiculous. <laughs> I I agree with you, but okay. So can, can but you're I not talk wrong. For a second, can I talk for a second yeah. about different types of horror? Sure. So, you know, there's like there's ghost horror movies. There's demon possession horror movies. There's slasher, and then there's like this type of like semi-realistic horror movie that like nobody really asked for because nobody kind of wants to see the like realistic horror. I'm saying nobody. Obviously there's a market for it. <laughs> I should just say that I don't want to watch very realistic horror movies. Yeah, I, I was gonna say true crime is like really big. God, I fucking hate true crime. Um, that's <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think that uh, in order for uh, like a realistic real life horror movie to be successful it has to be based in what fears we actually have in real life and so you have to look at the audience the intended audience and what their fears would be right so i think that um this is part of the reason i think that why films by uh directors with marginalized identities that are making films about their personal like horror films about their personal experience often do very well in that um, we can look to Jordan Peele. We can even look to like Karen Kusama's 
Jennifer's body, <laughs> which we just yeah. talked about as being a good example wow. of that. Um, this is a movie by some, like, dude about a community that he doesn't belong to, which is an issue yeah. in terms of crafting effective horror. So is it a heterosexual woman's fear that her husband might secretly be a murderer? Maybe. I don't know. I am not into men, so I, I wouldn't know, but I am still afraid of men. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that a lot of women's base fears are just like a man. Yeah. Um, um, and and yeah, I think, yeah, based on my conversations with friends who are heterosexual, I was, like, number one thing, it's like, I wonder if this guy I'm going on a date with is going to fucking kill me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would say that I've never felt that. <laughs> I would say that I, I've never felt that. I don't think that it's... I, maybe maybe it's just me, but I don't think that it's necessarily a queer fear that your wife is secretly a murderer. Um, I know that violent women exist. I know that abusive women exist. I'm For not sure. denying this. Absolutely. Um, but I don't think that this is something that's consciously on my brain. And I would guess that it's probably not consciously on the brain of many women who love women. Yeah, I know. That not. Yeah, I'm not worried about my wife murdering me. Yeah. And um, you know what? If she was, I gotta love and support her. <laughs> you fucking cut my throat, baby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You laying going. at the bottom of the cliff. Honey, you missed. <laughs> Honey, I'm still alive. <laughs> um, so I would say that watching this, I was like disgusted by it. There were points where I was very engaged and wanted to know what happened next, but I wasn't scared because if a realistic yeah. horror movie, this is not a realistic fear that I would have. So it's not successful in that regard for me anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I think, yeah, it's just, if it had been like characterized and developed more, I think that wouldn't have been an issue, but yeah, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I think I mentioned this movie before, but Women Who Kill is a horror movie by a lesbian about lesbians. Um, yeah, you mentioned this. I can't remember what episode it was, but you mentioned this like yeah, very early on movie. in the podcast. Yeah, I think so. We we should watch that movie. Because yeah, I feel that that movie is scary is maybe too powerful of a word, but um, it's very suspenseful Um very intriguing. I liked it a lot, even though when I looked it up after mentioning it on the podcast, um, I saw that the reviews for it like were actually like kind of like middle of the road, like not that great. But I thought it was really good. You know what? We were talking about it on Lizzie. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I forgot that we did another scary movie. Scary. That's, that's another horror movie that's <laughs> actually, more effective I would, than this. I would recommend Lizzie over this movie. <laughs> I can't believe I have to say it, but I would rather you watch Lizzie. (laughs) Yeah, actually, Lizzie is a way better fucking movie than this. It is. And I would say also, same amount of, like, very well-done, tasteful shots. Yeah. And guess what? It has more boob. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I as when we finished watching this, one of the first things you said was like, um, "I'm glad that this movie exists because lesbians deserve shitty movies too." <laughs> but that was that was before I knew it was made by a man. <laughs> yeah, um, men aren't allowed to direct movies. <laughs> uh, and I stand by that statement. Sorry. <laughs> Unless, uh, unless you're that guy who's making all the boxer, boxer brief horror movies, 
You are valid. Oh, David Dakota. Yeah. Yeah, D- David Dakota, thir- you're valid. He's making the, the, all the thirteen thirteen movies. That's fine. You can keep yeah. doing that. You're not hurting anyone. <laughs> yeah. I will also uh, grant a pass to a director we've already mentioned, who is Jordan Peele. You can keep making movies, too. That's fine. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Um, in writing the description of this movie, I found it really difficult to remember, like, what happened in, like, the we last, like, two-thirds of it. We can't even remember the title, Aaron. Yeah, we can't even remember the fucking title. Me googling what's um, eating you, like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, lesbian cannibalism movie. That would be better than this. Yeah. God, what if she wanted to eat her wife? What if that was the motive? That would have been more interesting than insurance fraud. Yeah, fuck. Mm-mm. Man, it's just, like... <laughs> I, oh, I wish God. that they had put alligators in the lake. I wish that that was a plot oh, yeah. point for no reason. That, that would <laughs> like, I can get away with all the murder because the alligator eats the bodies. The alligators are eating the bodies. I'm I let an alligator loose. I'm taking you out on the fan boat and I'm throwing you to the alligators. Ugh. Ugh. Oh my God. The aesthetic of it all. Um, <laughs> let's write a movie. <laughs> all right, um, we could do it. We've already kind yeah. of written one, which is our remake of the Santa Claus starring Kate McKinnon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Stewart. that. <laughs> there there were some places where this movie um succeeded i think so yeah for, one of them for me is um their final confrontation it's shot where uh there's two stories in the house and so both of them go upstairs but the camera stays downstairs and mm-hmm. so you just hear them like scrambling and yelling on the floor above um as the camera's like below and you can kind of see, like, the floor shaking and stuff, um, and it, like, follows them, like, from room to room. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, done very well. Yeah, there's so many shots in this film that are literally stunning to look at. Yeah, um, totally. That uh, At some points, it makes it almost worth it to watch it, but it doesn't quite eh. cross that threshold. <laughs> no, just just watch um, um, uh, Petra. Petra... <laughs> Von Kant. What is that one? For yeah. similar energy. Um, honestly, yeah. it is. And honestly, there are some scenes as well that I was like, oh, this is a little bit portrait inspired too. Oh, yeah. Um, Very low budget portrait. Lesbian movie. Just kidding. I think that the, both of those movies came out in 2018. Um, yeah. I think that the first, like, few minutes of this film are very successful as well. Like I said, when it comes in and they're, like, you know, joking around in the car about their song and they're, like, running around the house so excited. And it's, like, there's so many ways that you could have, like, really hyped up the tension beyond this. And yeah. it, it feels like it's good expo- like good character development and then... It goes nowhere, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I loved the demon song moment. <laughs> I thought that that was also I, so silly. I, I don't it was like, so stupid. There's a demon inside I'm of sorry, me. I'm sorry. Um, oh my god. Yeah, and uh, one thing that I did think was very much like this works better now that it's two lesbians is that like after (laughs) after jackie sings this like demon song like literally out of nowhere they're having a totally normal conversation and then she picks up the guitar and like sings a demon song and then jules like takes the guitar away from her and it's just like wow you're so hot (laughs) i know Um, that which is is a very lesbian moment it is if if someone sang a song about demons to me, demons in their blood yeah. specifically is what yeah. you say, that there are demons in her bloodstream. Um, yeah. That uh, I would think that that was very cool. I would appreciate that. Yeah. Very um, sexy. However, <laughs> if a man sang that song to his wife, oh, yeah. I feel like maybe it wouldn't <laughs> quite have no. the same 
vibe. Um, I'm just gonna say vibe. Yeah. It is. It is a vibe. It's a positive vibe for women who love women. Yeah. It's maybe a negative vibe for everyone else. <laughs> Are you a heterosexual woman? How would you feel about a your man singing a demon song to you? Email us at Aaron at gayscase.com. <laughs> There's a demon inside of me. There's Um, a demon in my blood. I think that uh, the movie, for me, I was very attentive and, like, interested when uh, Jules first gets pushed off a cliff in that scene. I was like, wow, like, holy shit, that's the direction this movie's going in? I was not expecting that. I was, like, very, like, whoa, like, I'm all in. And then from there, it just, like, kind of fizzles fizzles out, which is very disappointing to me. Um, but I thought that, like, up until that point, it was very successful. Yeah, same. I, well, I guess I, at the time, I was like, this is trying to be very artsy, and I think maybe not quite getting it for me, not quite there. And so I guess, like, for me, her pushing her, like, off the cliff, I was like, yeah, all right, now something's happening, now I'm on board. Yeah, I think the the beginning of this movie didn't work quite so well for me, I would say. Okay, that's fair. I am a fan of your, like, stereotypical artsy films, (laughs) so it didn't bother me in the slightest. Also, I can appreciate, like, a a kind of cheesy art film, so. Yeah, I don't don't like art films, and I especially don't like bad art films. (laughs) What is your definition of an art film? Hmm. I I, I like an art film style. Okay. Yeah, you know. (laughs) No, I, I don't, actually, because when okay. I, sometimes when I think about, like, art films, I think about, like, like we talked about last episode with House. Um, yeah. That's definitely an art film. Yeah, it's an art film. And, um, yeah, I would agree. I think that there is a very big difference between someone who is trying to make an art film and someone who is a, by nature, artistic and strange person who is trying to make a film. Oh, um, yeah. Definitely. I think that I I think that this is what differentiates like a good movie from a bad movie too. Like if yeah. you're literally just trying to be innovative and do something unique, but it's not something that is like ingrained in you, it isn't going to turn out as well as if you're just trying to make something that's representative of an image or idea that you want to get across. Um, yeah, okay. And this is where I think that this movie could benefit from more, like, vision planning in addition to script doctoring. Um, yeah. Because I don't think, like, the, the directing is bad or the cinematography is bad. It's just this... But the script is bad. The ideals are bad. The vision yeah, is and the ideals for where are this bad. movie is going yeah. is bad. If your vision is so incoherent that two weeks before filming, you can change the entire relationship dynamic to make it yep. gay, that's not great. <laughs> yeah yeah um, I, and i'm maybe a, a hypocrite because there might be some instances where i would say a director could pull that off and make it really work but yeah. I, it didn't work here i think specifically the type of like art movies that i don't like because i know that art movie is like a very general term mm-hmm. is like when it's a guy and he just went to directing school and now he's like i'm gonna be an auteur and he just like is very far up his own ass. <laughs> you know who a great example of that is? Oh, who? The epitome. It's James Franco. Um, yeah. If you're a James Franco type of guy, <laughs> you're not yeah. making art films. You're making bullshit. <laughs> Man. <laughs> um, I can't... I don't I know. I to be so mean. I can't remember um, why. 
But oh, sorry. Go I, ahead. You know what's another quote unquote art film that I enjoyed? Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, that's a film where she went oh, yeah. out with a vision of this is what I want to do. These are like the ideas that I have. Put them on the put them on my Pinterest board. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And pull together something that is, like, beautiful and meaningful and works. Um, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but I it's think, still an art film. Yeah, definitely rescind my fucking, I don't like art films. There's Art films is too general. You loved Lizzie. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what another movie that What Keeps You Alive kind of reminded me of <laughs> was the fucking Antichrist? <laughs> Wait, no. You're, you're not. Yeah. I was thinking Definitely. the same thing. I was thinking what, the same really? thing. What, really? Yeah, that's why oh I messaged you. Did, did you see me the text I sent you about Antichrist earlier? No, because after I I didn't message you for a little while, I forgot to read the rest I texted of you about Antichrist. <laughs> oh, my God. That's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very funny that you brought that up. Antichrist is a movie that I absolutely hate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's like the type of art movie that I really don't like. Um, but and that has I, you know that I has can... a very clear vision of I hate women. So here's the <laughs> he thing. knew what he was making. Wait, 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 wait. So here's the thing with Antichrist. Mm. I respect the work that went into it. I hate the words <laughs> and the ideas yeah, yeah. and the everything. Yeah. But it's like at the very least, like you had a vision going into that you were going to make a very misogynist movie. Like uh, here's my mood board. <laughs> I hate women. Um, I have yeah. all these ideas and this is how we can tie it together in a fun way. Um, and yeah. then he did that. And then uh, yeah. it's a bad movie because it is yeah. really sexist and really gross. Um, but it hit his yeah. objectives. So yeah, I don't respect it. I, that I, I, I don't respect the movie in the slightest. Um, Lars von Trier makes, in my opinion, some of the worst movies that exist. Yeah. So, and I've unfortunately seen at least three of them. So Man. Man, do we... Uh, do we want to talk more about how this movie's bad? No, because I don't have anything else bad to say unless you do. Yeah, I think... My last I think point. Maybe... Just the last one where there was one letterbox review that we didn't read where, but it was just like, no, I can't, I am paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of like, no amount of like tense music can make a rowboat uh, chase exciting. <laughs> so true. Or something like um, that. It, my, like, I guess the final complaint that I'll levy is that there's very low tension in all of the pivotal moments. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to be afraid that something detrimental is going to happen because how could it? Um, there's a rowboat chase scene where they're both slowly <laughs> rowing on a boat trying to chase yeah. what, like, where Jackie's trying to chase Jules down. And Jackie literally there is no <laughs> amount of tense music that can save it. This movie's fucking boring. <laughs> I can't we check we were checking the time like every ten minutes while we were watching it. We're yeah, like, how it's, much do we have? It's left? true. Um Thank you so much for listening. If you feel like it, you should follow us on Twitter at Gaze Gaze and you can DM us about witches. You can also email us at Erin at GazeGaze.com. Send us recommendations. After our witch episode, we actually don't have anything firmly on the schedule. So if you have something you want to see us cover, uh, just hit us up and we might add it in. Yeah. We have a long list of things yeah. to do. Um, but it's very, so it's very likely that if you do email us, it's probably already on our to-do list and it just means it'll get bumped up. Yeah. Um, many thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude 
for letting us use their songs Look and Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You should buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com and you can also stream it on Spotify. So next week we're just talking about witches. We have a very, very long list. I don't know how we're going to cover it all. Um, You and I need to talk about formatting immediately after we finish recording. Oh, okay. Um, were you going to say we probably won't talk about every witch? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We probably won't talk <laughs> well, about no. every witch. I, w- I was going to say, uh, probably not even every uh, witch on your list of suggestions. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see. But until then, I'm Erin. And I'm Erin. And we're okay. gay. That's all. Bye. 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 Hey.